Hello and welcome to Autism Society of Berks County, Inspiration and Impact. I'm your host, Carol Spencer. So summer is upon us. No school. It's time for the pool. We have vacations. We have freedom. And we also have a lack of structure. We have a change to the routine and really the potential for chaos for some of our autism families. But you know, not to worry, to help you survive this summer, I am very thrilled to welcome Corinne McLean, who is the president of Paragon Behavioral Health Services. And she will share suggestions and some strategies that hopefully you can use or maybe adapt for your child with autism and have a smoother summer than maybe you anticipated. So welcome, Kryn. Thank you. I'm glad you're here. So can you talk a little bit about the need for structure and routine for those with autism? Just kind of clarify that a little. Sure, absolutely. Thank you for having me today. It's wonderful to be here to speak with everybody. Um, so predictability is a huge essential building block, as you absolutely know, mm-hmm. um, for the stability of any child with with autism. So the more routine and structure we can build into the summer um, is going to provide that in the absence of school. Yeah. And then sometimes that's tricky to do, you know, and and just to um, let everybody know what, what can kind of happen with kids who are ASD when the summer Mm -hmm. hits, like the potentials of the effects of change. I know I always talk about like my kid, he, it's easy for me. Not, I, I'm not very good at structure. I, I'm really not. I, I'll admit that fully. And by the end of the summer, mm-hmm. I'm convinced both my kids, one who's typical and one who has mm-hmm. autism, they're just mushy brained and I've ruined them and uh, they have to go back to like kindergarten because I've just ruined them. So what happens typically? Sure, sure. Well, um, as we know, change happens. Yes. And, you know, one thing uh, that are some of the potential effects um, that could happen with kids with ASD are uh, that those spikes in behaviors that we could see. So uh, one way to kind of prevent some of these things and to adapt to it um, is to prepare uh, for the inevitable summer that's upon us. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can do that by adjusting, um, preparing for these transition, and creating these realistic and reasonable expectations for our kids. Um, and preparing for those potential behavior spikes as well. Yeah, so can, can we do that? Would you say to do that before the school year even ends? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so mm-hmm. are there just kind of, you know, the parents prepare, or are we talking to the kids? Like, are we giving them a list and... That well, kind sure, of thing. there's yeah. a lot of different um, suggestions we could have to help parents, caregivers, schools, um, to help kids prepare for the end of the uh, school year. Okay. You know, we can do different social stories are really engaging for kids. Role-playing um, behavior re- uh, re- uh, rehearsals are very effective okay. um, to really get them prepared um, for the school year ending. Okay. So that we know what to anticipate for the summer, get those routines, get that right. structure built up and in place. Yeah, it's all about that preparation. Right. So once we we have hit summer, mm-hmm. um, what what kind of things would you suggest for providing that routine mm-hmm. and that structure? Are we talking visuals? Can, like what mm-hmm. what would you suggest? Because I know we're talking about a lot of different ability levels, cognitive levels, right. and age levels, but maybe in general what sure. might be some things to try yeah in general one thing that I always tell you know parents that I see patients that I see is to play off your strengths and so you're going to want to obviously play off your child's strengths your strengths and schedule events use a visual calendar or a timer anything that's going to work for you and your child really make it creative customizable 
Um, but the most important thing is to make sure that it's it's maintainable, consistent, um, and that you follow through with it. Yeah, I, I think that the consistency is key. So it has to be easy enough for you to do. Correct. You know, I know I'm somebody who I have an idea mm-hmm. and then I add 50,000 things to it and it falls apart and I don't follow through. So right. simplicity is is key. Keep it right? simple. Keep it simple. Right? So um, I know another thing is, is just keeping kids engaged, mm-hmm. especially teenagers. Some just want to be left alone. Mm-hmm. What Do you have any suggestions on how we can engage kids. I don't know if it's uh, activities at home or in the community. Mm -hmm. How do we we get them to do stuff? (laughs) Sure, the age-old question of how do I engage my teenager. Yeah, teenager. Yeah, that might be more for teenagers than little ones. Little ones won't do anything, you know? Yeah, of course, anything fun. Well, it's the same answer I tell any parent. Ask them, what's Mm going to motivate you? What are you interested in? What do you like? Mm -hmm. What are you fascinated by? What are you curious about? Mm -hmm. What are some things you might want to try that you haven't had the opportunity to do? Even if it seems outrageous, let's just get the idea train moving so that we can see, you know, we're um, blessed to live in a community where we have lots of opportunities around us. Mm -hmm. You know, we're two hours from fantastic cities, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, So, um, and right here in our own backyards, we have museums, we have parks, we have um, libraries, we have the Autism Society. So, there's definitely lots of things to do and then also looking into our own homes what are some mm-hmm. things inside that may be of interest um, right mm-hmm. I think for some who um, either need to work on my skills or maybe are motivated mm-hmm. just really working for something whether it's in the home mm-hmm. or you know just some simple job for a neighbor I'm sure mm-hmm. but you know trying to plan that out and then put that on that schedule right. I, I keep going for that my son loves um, his date book Mm. you know it's the big block one with the months and I just write everything down and he loves looking at that and that really helps him get through the day Mm -hmm. you know so I guess you can do that written sure pictures absolutely I mean I have to do the same thing for myself to get through the day no kidding uh, to know what I'm (laughs) doing um so yeah scheduling it and sticking through it and finding out what is of interest to you so that it's yeah. something we want to do right yeah. right all right so you know we talk about engaging them we mm-hmm. want them to do stuff we want them to have their routine mm-hmm. is I think maybe we need some permission for this yeah. <laughs> you know is it okay to just leave them be because sometimes we have parents that it is just them for the summer for whatever reason can't may not ha- be happening or day programs is it okay to allow them to just just be on your electronics for a little bit or maybe do a short period of time of like sure. the, the stimming behavior is like is that is it okay sure that's tell a really us it's good okay <laughs> please tell us um, so if you look up the the guidelines uh, I believe it depending on the age of your child the current guidelines for uh, screen time are two hours a day uh, depending on the age of your child for younger I almost laughed one. out loud at that but okay <laughs> yeah it's one hour a day for the younger kiddos sure. so um it depending on you know obviously your family values and things right. like that but it, to leave them alone to read a book mm-hmm. do independent play to be able to self-soothe on their own mm-hmm. yes you have permission to do that as long as they're not isolating as long right. as it's not becoming a problem where they're not now engaging with the family right so that's where you'll just want to uh, maybe draw that line and making sure they're not engaging in those kinds of behaviors right. so almost the uh... And it can almost be part of that schedule, mm-hmm. too, I would think, right? We're going to do sure. A, B, C, D, and then you have this, the, the timer that you suggested. Absolutely. So there's a lot of 
different ways to just uh sure not have them go overboard with some of those things exactly we're not gonna have eight hours of video games here right right that's that's what we're shooting for right (laughs) right maybe two yeah Yeah. well thank you thank you for all these these tips to get everybody started i don't know if there's anything else that you want to add that we didn't talk about um with any other suggestions or we we're good yeah we're we're good all right before we wrap up in speaking of engaging and being social Talk about this D&D group that you are doing with Paragon. I think this is really interesting and different. Yes, yes. Um, For those who don't know, D&D stands for Dungeons and Dragons. And um, I've been doing evaluations for kids with autism for many, many years. And it's an idea I've had for a long time where uh, I've had a lot of feedback where I'm like, man, I just wish I could, you know, do some social engagement Mm -hmm. and a lot of requests specifically for D and D, wishing that someone would run it for them, and I personally love the game. I think mm-hmm. it's fantastic. Uh, so I'm like, why why can't we do this? You know, so I just decided to get it up and running and to advertise a little bit, and um, um, thought of all the clinical components that we could use for it and helping kids, um, you know, explore some of these maybe more difficult topics such as real versus fantasy. Mm-hmm right um death and dying mm-hmm. could be a topic to explore um so for the older kids um in a safe setting with a licensed professional not getting mm-hmm. our way mm-hmm. dealing with disappointment yeah dealing with failure um but on the opposite side too advocating for yourself standing up to the town bully um what are you going to do when you're you know the hero this time and you have a voice yeah can you coordinate with your teammates um so just a a lot of different creative components and it allows for such flexibility on my end as the person who's leading the group um to give them that opportunity to see what they would do in that safe environment who knew how much you can learn during play oh it's wonderful right yeah (laughs) all right well thank you crin for being here i really appreciate you know appreciate you doing this for us um i think the suggestions help you know quite a few families and give them a good kickstart if anything um and so hopefully you can use or adapt some of the suggestions to work for your child um if you're in berks county and part of our facebook page just take a look for various opportunities activities and events in our area and the surrounding area that you may want to have your child explore you know and including the the dnd group that crin was just talking about so uh until then happy summer uh this is autism society of berks county inspiration and impact for more information, visit us at AutismSocietyOfBerksCounty.org, join our Facebook page, Autism Society of Berks County Members Group, and check us out on Twitter, at Berks Autism.